This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. Hi, everyone. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Caramba, we have something really big for you today. Welcome, foolish mortals. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. This is the DBC Pod with Phil Schoen and Jason Dodge. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's pod. This is the week review of September 25th, 2021. And don't change the channel. This is a solo show. Phil is in Universal Studios right now getting ready for his, um, I think, Harry Potter Day, either today or tomorrow. This is being recorded on Monday in the middle of the day. So you get to see a little bit of wider view of my room behind me. Lots of fun. Um, we're just going to do a quick show today, probably 20, 30 minutes. Um, if that, we're going to go through the news. Uh, we're going to check in on some uh, tractionality as well. And you, uh, we'll start with the DCI, Disney Comeback Index. So bear with me now as I do both controls and video at the same time. So you might see my eyes kind of shift all over the place. So right now we're at 70.82%. Last week we were at 70.69. Those numbers were mostly bolstered by uh, early magic error hours and uh, as well as space 220 uh, opening. So n- not a huge bump, but steadily gets a little bit bigger and bigger. And I imagine a lot of those numbers are going to tick up higher once the 50th starts and some of the other stuff comes back. So that being said, let's dive straight into the news. Uh, first news item of the day is the electrical water pageant joins the fun of the world's most magical celebration. A new celebratory scenes featuring versions of the celebration anthem song, The Magic is Calling, bookending the full traditional show as it sails by nightly. So we get to see some really cool stuff. I actually got to see this for the first time in a very long time in my most recent trip. If you remember from my trip report show, um, this was going on just as we were getting back off the monorail. Typically, we rushed out of the park after fireworks and always missing it because, you know, all the young kiddos. But now that they're older, they're not falling asleep right away. So that's a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. Um, another big thing that we were talking about is Rise of Resistance starts standby. And it wasn't that bad. So a lot of people were speculating exactly how long the wait was going to be. It was going to be terrible. It was going to be hours upon hours of waits and it it hit about about a three hour wait time i think right at the beginning and then uh it slowly dipped down to about you know mine train status i guess uh it was about an hour or so so if you can get back there at park open use those extra magic hours to get on rise in the morning and then go in the evening i think you're going on that that ride at least twice that day if you can manage that at rope drop at least that's what i'm going to try to do Now, one of the interesting things is now a lot of people are not having the anxiety anymore of uh, getting your boarding group. And I think this allows a lot more people to go ahead and find out uh, what the ride's all about and not have to wake up at 6.59 in the morning and press those fingers quickly on on that app. So it helps out a lot. And I think people are going to be able to do this over and over again throughout the day, as long as you don't mind waiting an hour each time. And one of the interesting things I think is going to pop up from this is is the shine going to wear off on this ride for a lot of people i mean i know you get to do it once per vacation maybe twice if you have two hollywood studio days and then you don't go again until you know next year or your next trip whenever that might be but if you get to go over and over again are you going to lose some of that because a lot of it's mostly 
it's it's very impactful if you've never done it before you haven't done it in a while type of thing and um it's gonna be interesting to see how those reviews get because remember flight of passage is almost like a uh i would consider a, a semi-thrill ride it's very physical in its nature you, you feel riding on those um riding it and other than the last part of rise of the resistance it's it's your typical dark ride i mean it's amazing but it's your typical dark ride so i'm, I'm curious to see if that's just going to have uh gain a nostalgia val- a value to it or um or wait time is going to decline as as time goes on as the years pass by let's say not not in the next three months but maybe uh next year and a half we'll see how things go um prefix menu comes up here at the california grill um I'm not a big connoisseur of this restaurant, so um, here we go. So California Girl celebrates 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort with a special limited time menu. So for all of you out there that love this restaurant, you're going to get some new offerings. Uh, So definitely check it. I know this is one of Phil's places that he's been trying to get into, and hopefully he he did. I know he got a bunch of different ADRs at the end, so next week we'll find out what he did and did not get um, and, and move forward. So the next story that we've got, I am a huge fan of this. Just queue up the story here for you guys. It's a lot harder than it looks reading and, and producing this at the same time. So uh, apologies for anything that might be uh, messed up. So Primeval World Demolition begins at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Finally. Now, we, saw, we talked about rumors about that last, uh, last week. And we had some mental exercises of what we would do with this space. So a lot of people are, are talking about what's going to go here. Obviously, if they're demoing this now, there's, they have to have plans of what to replace it with. So there is a, um, a tweet out there that we found on um, uh, out there on the, on, the, on the internets. Actually, excuse me. This is on uh, WWNT's um, post. It says, while not finalized, Prime's replacement in Disney Animal Kingdom's next majorish project. They had some huge dreams for the plot, but they appear to be shrinking, as they always do. Original plans for an e-attraction. Now I'm not too sure. Construction for replacement itself won't likely begin for over a year. I could see this being a good D2322 announcement, though. So um, next year we'll probably find out more potentially about what they're going to do with this space. It's going to be interesting because you've got Dinosaur the Ride up the hill. You've got the Boneyard. You've got the rest of the stuff that's in there, the Triceratops spin. Are they going to keep the dinosaur theme? Or are they going to keep the overall theme of the land or are, they going to, or are we going to start seeing a shift to something like that and i think i think um it'll be nice if uh, we get something really fun really original and they start slowly revitalizing that section of the park because you got to remember right now at the beginning of next year you're not gonna have everest this has obviously been down um nemo is going to be down um uh, but might be coming back with something new that park is a mess um, they, they definitely need some tractions. Now, I don't mind it not being an E attraction. You got Everest, you got Flight of Passage. The park has a lot of capacity for E, you know, E, e attractions. This park needs capacity and it needs more things to do. So instead of spending uh, a billion dollars on an E ticket attraction that's going to take five years to b- build, like Tron, um, I wouldn't mind putting a couple, you know, D and C attractions on there. Give, give, a lot of people stuff to do to get on, and, and they'd be quality attractions. Not no no more spinners or anything else like that. But uh, maybe a cool dark ride, maybe you know, oh gosh, I, I don't even I don't even know. Maybe some kind of uh, dinosaur 
kind of virtual experience um, sort of thing. I don't even know what Disney would do with a, a B or, or C level attraction anymore these days because they go, they go they go big um, so often on a lot of stuff. Um, now, Phil was probably the best person to explain this, but he found on Twitter um, somebody that was doing some really cool exercise with some artwork on what to replace Primary World with. You see that on screen, uh, user Jim Shul. Um, basically, uh, it's an Indiana Jones type attraction theme for South America. So I thought that was really cool. So something really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what WDI comes up with uh, for this space. Now, uh, another thing that's set to begin is those Let the Magic Begin comes back to um, Magic Kingdom. And, you know, honestly, this is something that I'm really excited about. It, it really was, even though you, if you were rope dropping and you're, you're waiting in, in front of Adventureland or, or, or whatnot, um, you never really saw this. But I always had the kids front and center at least one day of my trip to watch Let the Magic Begin. I always thought it was really cool. And, again, for my trip report... Um, episode you know i felt that magic kingdom was rather empty it was it didn't have the same vibe um that you normally do you're missing all the characters you know things aren't running around you got one or two cavalcades throughout the day but this kind of really set the the tone for for the whole day at the magic kingdom you got all the characters coming up they're doing singing and songs and dance and it's great it's wonderful even if you're you know rope dropping and it like 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 i always say at Adventureland, you still hear it and it kind of makes the park more alive. So I'm really looking forward for this coming back. Um, it will be resuming, obviously, on October 1st, 2021. I say obviously, maybe it wasn't obvious, but um, everything's coming back. Another cool bit of the news also was Casey's Corner. PNS returns to Magic Kingdom in October 1st. So I, I don't know what this counts as far as the DCI. Maybe, maybe we get a, a hundredth of a uh, percent up uptick on that uh, but that's really cool again more live music more live things going on making the parks more kinetic more alive I, I i absolutely love it so i can't wait for that and then um another another thing that kind of popped up on um gosh where did where did this is a tweet from phil running the uh dbc pod twitter account um extra magic uh Early entry, excuse me, early entry starts September 26th instead of October 1st. So you get to get a little bit of practice in there. So if you have a trip leading up to uh, the 50th anniversary, you're going to get some extra minutes in the park, which is actually pretty good. So I'm going to be looking forward to seeing what people's strategies are, how it actually works physically, and all that other stuff. I think that's going to be really fun. And um, that's it for the news. I'm going to try to do this without screwing up like Phil does every, uh, like Phil doesn't do every single week. So uh, just a reminder, follow us on Twitter at PodDBC, Instagram at the DBC Podcast, Facebook DBC Pod, and of course the YouTube channel, which is what I, I typically produce on a weekly basis. Make sure you hit the likes and the subscribes if you're, if you're watching right now or if you're listening, hop on over, give us a subscriber and, and a like on this episode. It helps us out quite a bit, especially when we're trying to get to that uh, custom URL channel which we would appreciate. And of course, hop on Discord where we talk about a lot of this stuff as it happens live with a lovely community on there um, as well. So hopping over to this week's attractionality is Peter Pan's Flight. Um, this is an interesting one, only because a lot of people call it overrated, Some the most overrated ride of Magic Kingdom. Some people absolutely adore it. So set sail across the sky, board your pirate galleon, and follow Peter Pan as he beckons you to join him on the flight of a lifetime. Wave goodbye to Nana and join the darling children on a gentle cruise over London 
where Big Ben and the Tower Bridge light up the sky, descend into Neverland between the glowing volcanoes and sparkling waterfalls. As we swoop into the Pirate's Cove, there's danger ahead. Now, this this was quite interesting. Um, first question was, is as always, is how much do you like the concept of this attraction? I, I, I give this one a 4. The average was a 4.84, so most people were closer to a 5 than anything else. I give it a 4 because I, I love the idea of hanging and having the rail system above you, really focusing your attention downward. It's very unique for Disney. And I, I think um, I think it's great. You know, I, my daughter went on it, and for the first time, my three year old, and she's like, "Oh, there's houses beneath us." So I thought it was really cool, really cute, has a really good effect for the kids. Um, the second question is, how well do you think Peter Pan's flight delivers for this target audience? I give this a three, only because um, I believe it's average. the The average score was a four point two six, so it was a balance between closer to a four with some fives tossed in there. Um, I only give this a three, only because I think the ride's so short. Compared, the queue is more entertaining, I think, than the actual ride itself. Um, you know, it has some real, I, don't get me wrong, it has really cool effects. Um, it's really neat, but it's 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 rather short. Nothing really happens. Um, other than everything's basically stationary. Um, I, I think if you could take Peter Pan and give it the Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway effect, um, that would be an amazing ride. I think. I, I think they have um, all Disney dark rides need to be in the form of the Mickey's Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. If they can um, use that trackless um, ride system and then kind of put some really cool effects together, I think that would be absolutely amazing. Um, and then that's the only reason why I gave it the three. I mean, it's a it's a wonderful ride, but it's just it's short. There's really not much happening. It looks gorgeous, but by today's standards, um, I'm not letting the nostalgia of uh, of a ride and i'm also one of those people think it's most overrated ride in the park so question three how do you personally enjoy peter pan's flight this one was interesting i again i give it a two or a three i, I don't remember exactly how I, I i scored this um a week a week and a half ago but i mean I, I'm, I'm a three i guess a two if the line is long and my family wants to go on it and you know back in the day when we had fast passes if we didn't have a fast pass i don't think i'm waiting for this ride and but We'll do it for the kids. Um, the average score was a 3.94. So this is dipping slowly into the threes, just under shy of a four. And I think I think some of the reasoning was it was kind of mirrors mine. It's it's not the best dark ride, but it's one of the more traditional ones. So I think that's why people have that score. If I'm be curious if there was no nostalgia factor, and for those of you out there that are listening, just just think. I, you love Peter Pan, right? Let's say you give this a four or a five. Just just imagine that you did a Hollywood Studios Day the day before for the first time. And this is your first time at Walt Disney World. You see Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway. You do Rise of the Resistance. And then the second day you come over and you do like Pirates and Haunted Mansion. And then you go over to Peter Pan. And what would your personal enjoyment of that be? Um, I suspect it would be in the, the closer to the threes or the twos, assuming threes just like, that was fun. And then we move on. It was kind of forgettable. Um, only because Peter Pan is not the most, you know, beloved movie of, of this generation of, of, of kids. I mean, it, it's, it's a classic, don't get me wrong, but there's plenty of other movies that get more play out there on the, the internet or Disney plus or wherever you might watch at, watch, uh, your movies. Um, so I'm curious what, what, what people that don't have that, you know, history or nostalgia behind it, how much that would actually, um, weigh the scoring. And the question four is, how do you think Peter Pan's flight fits into Fantasyland and the Magic Kingdom? Um, I think everybody voted five. I mean, it's it's a perfect fit. It's exactly what that that park needs. Now, 
I think it could be so much better. It'd be interesting, but um, yeah, it's it's a perfect fit. And I'm, I'm curious to see if that was the only number five, uh, fully number five voted for um, out there. And of course, the follow-up question that me and Phil will probably duel with is, is this right worthy of the wait time it gets? And the, it is absolutely not worth the wait time. Unless it's like the 30 or 40 minute range, just so you get some time in the... Um, the Peter Pan queue, which is <laughs> really the best part of the ride. Um, in, in the second part of the question, the follow-up is what changes would I make to the ride? Um, I mean, I would gut the whole thing and put some modern effects into it. I, w- I would give, like I said before, I would give it the Mickey Mini Runaway Railway treatment. Um, so that has the really cool things. Um, and I, I, I tr- I'm not going to spoil the attraction because I know a lot of people listen haven't been able to do it yet. Um, but... When you get on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and you're wearing a hat, the cast member might say you might want to take off your hat and secure it. And for those out there know why, I think effects like that would be really cool in certain parts of this ride. Maybe not exactly that, but similar type of um, environments, I guess. I think that'd be really cool Um, and, and so forth. So. When you're out there on social media, if you're on Twitter or on Discord, why don't you hop in and and find an answer is Peter Pan really worth the wait time it gets? And if that queue wasn't the way it was, and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't play with the uh, tink shadows and the other shadows with the bells and stuff like that, is it really worth your time? I don't know. I think more people would actually say it's not really worth the time. So what's your cutoff time? So that, that that's the question, social media question of the day. Um, pound um, po- at PodDBC on Twitter and have have Phil's phone ring up while he's out there at you know in the parks um what's saying um the question is what is the cutoff wait time so if you see a posted wait time of x and you you say yes that's good that's the longest i would take to go on as in posted wait time is 50 minutes okay i'm in posted wait time is 55 i'm not waiting in line so what what's the under over on the wait time that makes you want to go in and out um okay so that wraps up attractionality for this week uh, we won't be doing the DBC expedition this week only because um, we need to get Phil on it. He's better at it than I am. So we get to we get to do the part two of water transportation. I believe we're going to be doing some Crescent Lake stuff, which is going to be really fun. And it's some of my least knowledgeable aspects of the park because I don't really stay that that much over on that side of the park and get to use a lot of those uh, water vehicles. We're also going to hear about Phil's upcoming, or no, Phil, I, the note says upcoming because we're going to try to record this on Friday or Saturday. Uh, we're going to do a trip report with Phil and his Universal slash Disney uh, experience. Uh, of course, he's going to be at the Magic Kingdom on the day, October 1st. So um, hopefully we can get back, when he gets back, I think he might either get back Sunday or Monday. So we'll do a full full trip report, get some really good 50th anniversary uh, takes. So if you want to be planning your trip, what what are the do's and don'ts? Is it worth it? I mean, there's a lot of cool questions um, I have for him because I, I'm really the, – my, my big thing right now is what is the vibe like at the parks, right? So you had my take last week where I was talking about eh, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, we're kind of missing it a little bit. There's, it feels empty outside of just the rides. That was my take. Now, are they ramping it up for the 50th now, and is it going to be a lot of fun? I don't know. Uh, I suspect it will be a lot different than my trip was two weeks ago, uh, specifically for the Magic Kingdom. I think all the other parks will be uh, roughly the same. And then we're going to compare also Universal Studios to the Magic uh, to Walt Disney World, what those parks are doing compared to Disney. 
And I think we haven't talked about this, but he's staying on property at Universal. I really want to know, is the value of staying at, on property at Universal far exceeding that of Walt Disney World? Is it on par? Um, we're gonna, what, what is the value for a night stay versus you know an off-site $90 a night hotel that you can sometimes grab um, wherever you might be? Um, with that being said, uh, no topic because I don't think you guys want to hear me talk to myself for much longer. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. A little, little bit news and attractionality for your Monday, Tuesday afternoon um, viewing and listening pleasure. Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. 